0: Thank you very much. What a blessing it is to be here with you all. You know, The family of God is so special. It transcends you know, this world, and of course the body of Christ transcends earth and is in heaven as well. It's a privilege to be here with you. It's only last Sunday, actually, that we were up in Liverpool, Slavik and I, speaking at another church. We've been down to Dover, down to Eastbourne and various other places and back up here again. But uh, I just wanted to share just for a couple of minutes a little bit about um, why I'm here today. Um, And I suppose my my journey began on the 6th of October, 92, when I was an RAF officer, when one morning in the early hours of that morning, um, I gave my life to the Lord. I was on my own at the time. It was an amazing experience. That's another part of my testimony. But little did I know (laughs) where that journey was going to take me. And little did I know at the same time, there was a little church being built in this dusty little village called Danku in this little place called Moldova, tucked between Romania and Ukraine, that nobody really knew about. It was part of the Soviet Union then, and Christians were greatly persecuted. But a little church was being built in this village. And at the same time, this little charity was being birthed in Croydon in an evangelical church there called Breadline. And eventually the two fused together in my life. Anyway, um, just to go back though 50 years from that point in Danku when there was no church at all, there was a sprinkling of Christians and many of them wouldn't have known other Christians who were sent to effect like concentration camps in Siberia by Stalin and died there and never came back. And one of these ladies, I can't pronounce her name, so I'm like Parashava. She was living in a little house and she was a very devout Christian. She used to pray day and night and she used to walk about 10 miles to the nearest place she could worship, the nearest church. And en route, she'd often get stoned by other villagers because of her faith. One night she was praying and she had a dream after that prayer. And in her garden, she saw this wonderful tree starting to grow with golden leaves and it got bigger and bigger, and from the center of this tree, a fountain of clear, beautiful water started to spray across the surrounding village and countryside. In 1996, I had a dream, and in it, I saw a golden tree, and I saw a dusty little village, and I saw people dressed, the ladies, with scarves. Little did I know that I was gonna end up in that village, but I did. And to fast forward, in 98, the calling was so strong to leave the Air Force and to do something with the Lord, I left, thinking I'd be a vicar. Oh, God forbid that. <laughs> he closed the doors rapidly. And through a wonderful series of God instances, I ended up with this little charity, Breadline, another story. And in 2001, I first met this dear brother, Herr Slavic, in this dusty little village, where the greatest word in that village is a word called glud, And that is Moldovan for mud, glud, because there's a lot of mud there when it rains. And I met this young man here. He didn't speak any English at all. And he'd only been a Christian a few years, but his father, Dimitri, was the pastor of this little church. And I forgot to say that when the church opened in 94, there was a revival in that village. And many, many people came to the Lord, including the daughter of this lady who had the dream, this Christian, who wasn't a Christian. And she gave her life to the Lord at that time. And on the way out of the church, she told Pastor Dmitry about her mother's vision. And the church had been built on that very spot. And Dmitry had no idea. And so the golden tree has a very special place in our lives. And of course, the golden tree is Christ. It's the tree of life, the truth, the way Our faith, our very being in us is Christ. And it's been wonderful to see how Christ in his people has been moving out and touching those in the communities around and seeing lives transformed. I was reminded this morning in prayer that when when Jesus called uh, Zacchaeus down from the tree, it's interesting, isn't it? He didn't say, come to the church or the synagogue. He said, I want to go to your home and to eat with you. If I could sum up what I see in Danku, and what's happening there in the region is it's Christ in his people taking Christ to others the lost, the lonely, the poor, the disabled, and many others. Slavik, it's been a privilege to work for you all these 20 years. I'll hand over to you now. Bless you. Thank you. Good morning,
1: everybody. Good morning. Well, it's nearly, if, if I was in Moldova now, I would say good afternoon, because it's nearly 12 o'clock. It's a great joy to be here. This is my second time to uh, your fellowship. And uh, I must tell you, I feel like I I know you for many years. And this is the love of Christ in our hearts. So easy knitting us together. I remember so well last time when I was here, I spoke about the love of Christ. The love of Christ is the most important gift in our life. It's It's a great blessing to know Christ, to have Him in our hearts. This morning when I woke up, One of the greatest things we have with us always, everywhere we go, we have the Bible. And this is the Word of God. The Word of God is alive. Every time you read it, you feel it. You feel like God is breathing to you. And it's it's so special, so wonderful. You can read it in Romanian or you read it in English. It's the same Word of God. And the Word of God has so much power. And I thank God for the day when I heard the Word of God for the first time. The Bible says the faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So, church, we are called to take, to proclaim the Gospel of Jesus Christ everywhere in this world. The darkness is here. It's everywhere. But we, those who have been saved through the blood of Jesus Christ, we have the greatest gift with us to go everywhere and proclaim the Gospel of Jesus Christ. How wonderful to do this by words, or to share share your faith in action. And always you have the same thing, that the love of Christ will be taken to those around us. May the Lord bless us. It is is a a great calling to love our Lord and to love one another. I don't know about your country, but in, in my village where I live, so often I meet with people, they are so angry with God. Not only that they don't love God, but they are so angry They're angry because of the life they live, because of the sufferings, because of the pain, because of the troubles, and so many, so many things. And they are so angry. And now our challenge is always to love them, to proclaim a gospel that presents Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is love. Jesus Christ loves the whole world, and he's still waiting. He's waiting every day that people will understand His love. As Brian said, uh, a few years ago in Moldova, there was much persecution. And you know, when I speak with people in our church, these people that have been going through hardships, persecution, the one, one of the things that really encouraging me is that uh, to hear from them that when they have been going through this persecution, they've been praying very much for those who uh, to- tortures them. And... and You know, as as the Bible says, uh, it's easy to, to speak about the love of God. It's so easy, but it's not the same when you go through these things and you are to speak about the love of God and show this love in action. Love them. This is amazing. I tell my son, who is only six years old, I tell every night, I love telling him, my son, I love you so much. And I love to hear his reply back. Daddy, I love you also. It's so wonderful. And I don't find it difficult to say to my son, I love you. And you know, God doesn't find it difficult also to tell us. He loves us. If, if, but for us, we, if we are honest, even we as Christians, sometimes we find it difficult to understand God's love. So this morning when I woke up, I read the Bible and... Uh, uh, I have a few mentors in my life, I uh, thank God for them, wonderful people, I thank God with all my heart for brother Brian, he is a older brother to me. Uh, and before we, we live far away from, from each other, it's wonderful that we are in touch by emails, by uh, all these uh, possibilities today, and I thank God for, <laughs> with all my heart. But many times when I go through difficulties, I like to ask Paul, who is also my mentor, Paul. If you were here, what is your advice? So this morning I asked Paul, what is his advice for for us? We are, he, we are here, Cafred, okay, in his name. In Jesus' name. And Jesus' name is above all names. He in his name we have the salvation, is the greatest gift. So when I when I open uh, Paul's letter, we know that Paul has been praying very much for the churches, and then he also asked the churches to pray for him. I read in Ephesians. Uh, and this morning, my heart was, again, very touched by reading Paul's prayer, not just for himself, but also for others. Ephesians chapter 3, uh, and it would be wonderful to read um, from verse 14 to, uh, to 21, but I'm just mentioning two verses here. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power to gather with all the saints To grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know his love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. How wonderful. You know, I have been, uh, since I am here, uh, since I've been coming to this country, uh, this morning I was telling Brian, I've been staying with so many different people and it's lovely to be a, a guest and to be uh, to to go to so many homes and uh, to uh, uh, to feel the wonderful hospitality the wonderful love of those who are uh, uh, hosting me it's so special so wonderful but i've never went somewhere to um, to try to uh, change things in their homes i'm i'm just enjoying being there i'm just enjoying and you know it's so so special but What Paul is saying here, it's so special. When we received salvation, we also accepted Christ in our hearts. And when he is coming in our hearts, he is not just like a guest, coming when we need him, when we want him. He is coming to help us, to strengthen us, to give us power, to understand deeper and deeper his love. So if Paul was here today, he would say, my prayer is that I want more of Christ. I want more of fellowship with him. I want more to understand his glory and to share this with everyone around us. This is fantastic. And this is my prayer. The next couple of slides I want to go very quickly through them and thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to share with you. It's all about what Jesus is doing. I'm not glorifying any, anyone here. Uh, and I, I know you understand, God loves the whole world. And I thank God that Moldova is here also. It's included. It's not out of this world. So when we say God loves the whole world, we also understand that God works everywhere and his ways are wonderful. Uh, we, when we meet together as brothers and sisters, we just feel that we want to give him the glory for how he works here, in Moldova, and other countries. So let me quickly show you a few slides, and uh, at the end, I would just add, want to ask your prayers, because we really pray that God will bless the church in Danku to continue to take the love of Christ with all around us. People people need, need to hear. People need to feel the love of God. This is the, the, the church in Danku. Uh, and as I already mentioned, their greatest salvation, their greatest gift is their salvation. But... As we, we understand and we know, there are so many people that they need to hear about Christ. Now, this is the very first picture when, uh, when we met with Brian in 2001. And, you know, one of the greatest things we have as, as Christians, we understand that um, it's not easy for people to, to, to come to Christ. It, it, we can pray here, day and nights, weeks, months, and years. Uh, and, and there will be people dying there. And they will never come here. And this is, I think, when you, when you just think about this, it's good to have joy in the Lord. It's good to, to, to have fellowship with one another, to pray. But when you think there are people out somewhere behind the doors, in, in their homes, living in, in, in great pain, poverty, and they will never come here. And you, you, we all know this. But Jesus said to the disciples, do not wait until someone is coming to you and you tell them about the love of Christ. Jesus said, go. Go. Go out until proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you know, one of the greatest gifts we have as Christians, when we meet together as brothers and sisters, we pray. Before we, we do any, any steps, we pray. And we have a wonderful God because He is directing our steps. We can make great plans. And let me tell you, if I look back now on that day when we had the opportunity to share with Brian and tell him the strengths, the weaknesses in our community to try to make a plan, we couldn't plan any of the things that we see today. So it is, it is wonderful just to give everything to God. Pray that God will lead us, and He will guide us. And the simple thing is that everywhere we go, we just take the love of Christ with us, and God will do His wonderful, wonderful work. So when we met together with Brian, the two questions that I remember so well it was: What are the strengths in your community, and what are the weaknesses? And let me tell you, the list of the weaknesses were so so there were so many, they were so long the poverty, people going away, um, unemployment, uh, alcohol, and many, many other things. When we got on the strengths, I remember so well that Dimitri, who was the pastor at that time, he said, I see the strength is the church of Jesus Christ. And he said, I thank God, I thank God that there is a church in Danko, people who are saved. And this is the greatest strength we have in our community, yes, there is there are so so many problems, difficulties, but it's wonderful to have people who love the Lord. This is our team. we work every day, and one of again, one of the the, the greatest blessings we have as a church as as god's people, as his community the, the the church community are blessed with gifts, not only that we have the love of Christ in in us, but we also have. Many different gifts. Uh, so when God is giving a vision, it's wonderful that we come together and everyone has a gift from the Lord. So we, we work together. And it's wonderful that only working together in unity, loving one another, this is how people looking and they see and they feel so touched. And they want to get to know more about the love of Christ. It's, this is how Brian just said about the, the golden tree and this is how we present uh, the, the, the ministry that the church in Danku is doing now. Of course, when, you, when, when we look to this tree now, we give God the glory with all our hearts for the things he started and he continues to do in, in, in Danku. And we see life's changes, life transforming, people coming to Christ, and this is the greatest blessing. We don't look there just to to see, oh, it's wonderful to have so many activities, so many ministries, projects. It's, it's not about this. We see all the opportunities that God is giving us. The, the ways that take us, as, as a church, take us to people so that we tell people about God, about Jesus, about the love of God. And this is, this is the, the, the blessing that God continues to, uh, to, to give us, all these blessings to, to show his love around us. Now, you see this chaos here, and you may, you may ask, what, what is the connection with the, the church and the chaos? And, you know, when God is giving us a vision, uh, there is so much to tell here, but because of the time, I just want to say you, the dairy farm, yes, it is also very much part of the vision God gave us in Duncan, to reach out our community. <coughs> If you want to find out more, I can stay here day and night to tell you how the dairy farm is helping us to reach out the community. But yes, the dairy farm is very much part of the vision God gave us in 2001. And I thank God for this, because it is a blessing. It is helping us to create jobs, to bring income and sustain the ministry there. It helps us to make the cheese. By the way, did you like the cheese? Thank you. <laughs> the, 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 in Moldova, this is the, the best cheese. So I hope that one day will be the best here also. <laughs> uh, and we, through the dairy farm and, and the cheese, we, we also have so many opportunities not only to reach out our community, but we have people who are coming to see us, uh, uh, visiting us, and of course we feel uh, very easily to share about God's love. This is fantastic. Uh, God blessed us with a with bakery which is now very much used uh, for the community, blessing people. And uh, it's wonderful. You know, only one bread. You go to a person with one bread and it brings so much joy and encouragement. And you tell them God loves you because this is the need. The people cannot afford to buy the daily bread. But we take Jesus, who is the, the bread of life. And so they will have this bread. But also <laughs> when they accept Christ, what a joy, yeah. the bread of life, coming and changing their lives. Now, there's some of the pictures quickly to, to so you can see how um, uh, m- many people are living in, 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 the, in the rural areas, in the communities where there is much unemployment, um, um, and people don't have uh, the, the opportunities where to go and work and, uh, you know, uh, bring a living to the, to, for the families and so, so many troubles. But you go, we go to these families and we, we find so much pain, so much sufferings. Uh, but how wonderful that God is blessing us, the church, with so many gifts which are coming from your country. And we go to these families and oh, how wonderful to see the faces of those who live in so much despair and pain. But through every little thing we give them, it could be uh, food or clothes or other things. People receive this with so much joy. And again, we tell them about God's love. This is fantastic. There's so many elderly people living loneliness. They think they are forgotten. No one loves them. But how wonderful. Like this man, when he was 20, he is now 84. When he was 20, he was in the army. And he had a friend who told him about the love of God. And 60 years passed by. And now when we went there and we helped him and we told him about the love of God, he said, now I remember when I was in the army. A friend of mine who was so special, so different, he was telling me about the love of God. Can you tell me more? What is, who is this God? Because I now remember. It's fantastic to have these opportunities which God is bringing to us to share, to proclaim. Do not worry what you will say, what you will speak. Jesus said, You will receive the words, the right words to speak to people so that they will receive these words in their hearts. By the way, today is Mother's Day in Moldova. So I told my wife, I'm glad I'm not there. (laughs) It saves me some money. (laughs) I'm only joking. (laughs) It's so special, so special. All these ladies uh, on Friday, this last Friday, Our team used this opportunity and bought the flowers. And you know, a flower costs not too much. But most of these ladies, 70s, 80s, they say, I've never received a flower. It's touching them. It's really touching them. And again, so wonderful to have the opportunity to share about God's love. As I said, people living in their homes and no one is going there to see them. No one is helping them. The families, their children, they left abroad, and yeah, sometimes I ask myself, where are the children? But I, I, uh, I, uh, I know many of them who are really struggling uh, in Italy, Germany, and other countries, and it's not easy for them either. They went there with the hope that they will find jobs and then coming back to help, help their families, but it's not easy. So many people who are struggling, but we believe as a church, God is giving us the opportunities to go and share the love of God. Um, many opportunities in our country to do the outreach events uh, when we can just go out uh, with the permission from the town hall and proclaim the, the gospel of Jesus when in the past it was impossible. Impossible. Not only impossible, but people were persecuted. A few, a few families, they shared the Bible. Uh, so one family kept the Bible for two, three days and then gave to the other family. Uh, and now we have the freedom. Uh, and we believe this freedom is to to use it, there is no time to waste. People need to hear the gospel. They need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you just a, a quick story about this lady. Uh, her name is Tanya. She was in prison for a few years, and she came out, is the one from the middle with the, the black uh, t-shirt. Um, she came out of the prison, uh, and we met her when we, we, did, we did an outreach event in her village, and she invited us to her house. When we got there, she said, you may not remember me, but I remember you so well. One day, you came to visit me in prison. And not only that you gave me food, good food, but I remember the words that you brought that are sti- still here on my heart. And she said, you know, when I came out of prison, I had much joy because I thought now I had the freedom. But it was actually, I found out quickly that it was harder to be out of prison than there. I said, "Why? Because everyone rejecting me. They all know that I've been in the prison, so everyone rejecting me." And I thought, I, "I definitely need to do something again and go back in the prison. There is no point to live in a community when everyone rejecting you." I don't know about your country, but there are plenty of people that are still feel they are not loved, they are rejected, no one cares for them, and I believe we have a God who wants to bring everyone. Because he loves us, he loves us so much, and he, he has chosen us, the church, to do to to do this wonderful ministry to proclaim and tell His love to the people around us and now this lady, we gave her a Bible, and every day she's calling and said, "Thank you very much. I feel I am not lonely any longer. I feel God is here with me." Recently, the last question she asked, "I know Jesus." I'm reading about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He came down here and he lived a wonderful life, a pure life. He didn't do anything wrong like I did. But why people crucified him? Why people crucified him? I believe you want to to hear this question from those who don't know the Lord. Why people crucified Jesus? How wonderful to have this opportunity to share about God's love. God is opening so many doors to get to know people, to be there with them, to pray with them, and to bring them together, even in their homes. And this is in one of the villages where there are no any evangelical churches, but people are opening their homes. Come, come here. We want to hear more about Jesus Christ. We want to, uh, to have the fellowship with you. Another quick story. Uh, you, you see in this picture the, the firewood, which is a great need in, in the winter. Thank God that this winter we, we, we didn't have uh, uh, snow and, and it wasn't really cold. It was a mild winter. But yet people still need the firewood to keep their homes warm. We found out about a widow that she, uh, she didn't have any firewood left. So we went there. But everything we do, as I said already, we want to take the opportunity and tell people about God's love. So we went there with, a, with, a, with some firewood. But at the same time, we... Use the opportunity to proclaim the gospel. And this man here, who we didn't know about him. And there are many other families that we still find out, discover them, where they are. We don't know about them. They they live isolated. And this man here, 41 years old, he's paralyzed. He was sent back from the hospital because the doctors cannot help him. But when we began to read the Bible, proclaim Jesus, he said, I want to receive Jesus in my heart. We prayed for him. But then his mother, who wasn't there, we said, we want to come to see your mother. And the next day, when we had a church m- meeting, her mother, his mother was there. There was an invitation, and she gave her life to Christ. And, 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 and other, uh, other people as well. This is, this is fantastic. We believe and we thank God that he, he, he works with so much power today. So that people are getting saved, people coming to Christ. This is, uh, again, another family that uh, opened the doors when, when Brian was there and Phil. And, oh, so, so wonderful to have this fellowship, this time when you have the opportunity to tell people about Jesus and share about your testimony, what Jesus has done in your life. This is great. This picture here, it's one of from the, one, one the pictures from the summer camps where so many children, they love coming. They love coming. One of my favorite songs, which I keep singing. Mama, I love the Bible. And Phil can sing it. He has a beautiful voice, I don't. (laughs) Uh, And you know, when I think of uh, only a few years ago when our parents, they couldn't take the children with them. Like I saw this morning how wonderful to to come to church and take your children with you. And you you can just think and understand how hard, how difficult it was when the parents, they went to church, but they couldn't take their children. And today we have this freedom when we bring the children together. And they love, they love the Bible. They love the Bible stories. And it's wonderful that we can teach them the Bible. So God opened so many doors. And even this year we went to our school and we gave everyone a, Bible, a, Bible, a special Bible for children with Bible stories, which they really enjoyed. You can see in this picture how they are opening and reading and again, only a few years ago, we didn't have this opportunity. When our, one of the first members from our church wanted to go to apply for a job in the school, she was rejected because they knew she, she was a Christian. She was rejected. And today half of the teachers, there are from the church, they are Christians. We thank God for the ways he, he continued to work to show us that his power, his gospel has power to change and transform people. And very quickly, this is uh, these pastors here, you see, they have dedicated their lives to uh, work and help not only the villages where they come from, but also in our region we have um, more than 100 villages where most of them, they don't have any evangelical churches yet. And like Paul dedicated his life, to write all these wonderful letters. I found these letters of Paul so helpful, so inspiring. I, I, I don't know how we could live a Christian life without the letters that Paul wrote. So helpful, so practical. And Paul dedicated his life that all Christians in every generation will be helped people like us. So I, I thank God for these pastors who dedicated their life to... Uh, uh, to, to to bring the encouragements and the training and the equipping and motivation to many young people today who are still thinking what to do to stay in the country or going somewhere abroad. And it's a wonderful ministry that these pastors are doing, bringing the young people together, training them, motivating, and then they go back into their villages, getting involved, working with, uh, with the small churches there, and God is doing wonderful things there. God is changing them. As you can see in this picture, when they come together, they love to have the, the fellowship. They love to have that time and moments to pray for one another, to study the Bible and seek God's direction, guidance and will so that they will be following and being used by, by the Lord. This is, this is wonderful. Again, just a, a story Uh, There's two young people here. Um, One is Mihai, who, um, uh, a few years ago, he was praying that God will use uh, him in the ministry. And uh, the other one, uh, Sherzot, he is from Uzbekistan. He came to Moldova a few years ago, and in Uzbekistan, it's uh, still a persecution. He came to Moldova for the Bible training, and when he finished the Bible training, he got married and he decided to to live in Moldova. But how wonderful that one day he was, he, he was coming to church and he was very challenged because uh, when he came from his country he came with a deep desire he will come for the Bible study and then going back to his country to tell people about Jesus. So one day he was sitting like us and he said Lord, when I think of my country, that the persecution is there and yet people are meeting in their homes, they are praying, they are trying to take the gospel to uh, those around them, and I am sitting here, I don't want a life like that. So he met with Mihai, who was very enthusiastic about doing God's work, and, and it's a long story how God works in that village where Mihai is involved. But Sherzot was so motivated, and immediately he found his, his field where God called him. You know how wonderful it is to, to, to meet these people who are opening their hearts and, and dedicating their lives and understanding how important it is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everyone needs this. And the more we will do this, the more we will experience the, the, the power of God changing and bringing people to Him. And this is fantastic. Um, it's one of the, the, the another, another village, uh, and I will, I will close. I know time is going so quickly. It's uh, Again, one of the villages where only uh, only three years ago there were none of the Christians there. This man with his family they came to Christ, and you know uh, when when they came when they um, when they came to Christ, when they gave their life to the Lord, they were they received warnings from the uh, from the families that uh, the, the ha- their house will be burned out, uh, and. You know, it's wonderful to see how God works in that village now. How God opened the doors for the gospel to be preached and other people to come to Christ. And it's fantastic. And so, so many stories. And of course, through uh, Breadline, uh, we are helping and encouraging these people who are uh, in, living in those uh, 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 villages, very poor, with uh, very um, hard to uh, bring uh, a living for their families, helping them to start small uh, businesses so that they can su- sustain the families and, uh, and serve God there in the villages. Like this man who, uh, who, who was helped to buy 10 beehives. And he's, he's so happy that even his fence was painted with the, the bees. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and the reason he did is this, uh, this is very unique in Moldova. He wanted to also to use the opportunity. When people are asking him why do you do this? You want to also use the opportunity to tell the gospel to people. That's wonderful. Um, and I said a, a group of young people. Um, it's very much on my heart and I thank God with all, all, all my heart. Everything, everything that is going there in, in the village in Moldova, it's wonderful. Because as I said, it's about saving lives. But when I look to this picture with all these young people, because one of the biggest problems in Moldova is the human trafficking. I thank God that we have the opportunity through Breadline to help and encourage so many young people so that they can be safe in their country, so they can go and study and go through education, and then they can apply and find jobs. It, it's wonderful. Uh, just, just one of the stories that, so that you can understand, this girl who was abused by her father, who was sent to prison for 20 years, and her mother died just recently of cancer. Uh, how, how can you imagine that such a girl will have a, a future in Moldova when the problem is human trafficking? So it's wonderful to have this opportunity to also uh, help the young people and provide uh, this encouragement and uh, possibilities so that they can receive trainings and help so that they can live in Moldova. This is a group of young people from from our church, uh, and it's wonderful how they get involved also in helping uh, the community, helping the the people to do little little changes, which is very much touching people's uh, hearts. This is the the youth in our region, um, and uh, this is one of the pictures that I like very much. (laughs) Phil is trying to do something there. uh, Well... (laughs) You know, um, many times we feel like the things we are doing in lives, um, they, uh, they, they it, it, we, we can feel tired. You know, we can feel discouraged because everyone who is involved in, in, in doing God's work, it's it's never uh, going to be easy. There are always so many challenges, problems. There are many attacks, uh, and believe me, we all these years it hasn't been easy for us. But. One of the, 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 the blessings that I keep thanking God for is that we are part of God's family. He is our Lord. He is the King of Kings. He, he continues to bless us. But how wonderful to, to be part of this wonderful family of Christ. I know that through Breadline, many, many, many brothers and sisters praying for us. And I always appreciate this. And I know that God will continue to bless the work there, to bless the work here, to bless all of us, so that we will continue to see the glory of Him. And that in our hearts, we will have always a hunger to understand more and more of His love. We don't need to ask God to love us more. His love is perfect. When we come to Him, this is what we understand. He is perfect. By the way, last, last year I had the privilege to go to the Bucking Palace when Brian was, received the, the MBA award. What a great privilege for me. When I went to the banking palace, I said, this is wonderful. This is how we come to Christ and we see, wonderful. We don't need to change anything. God is perfect. He loves us so much. But the more we work with Him, the more we understand His love, the more we feel that we need this love in our heart so that in every ministry, in every experience, everyone who will see us, they will see Christ. Christ who loves them. May the Lord bless you and thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. And please pray for us.